Scott, have you seen His Girl Friday? I have seen it. I've seen it many times. Howard Hawks, one of my favorite screwball comedies. Yeah, what do you like about it? Well, you know, it's the it's the remake of Front Page, mm-hmm. right? And which was made just not that long before His Girl Friday, maybe within a decade or, five, or so. Well, just no, just four or five years. Four or five years. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing that is just really amazing about that movie is that it was my introduction uh, to Cary Grant, but also Rosalind Russell. She's wonderful in that film. Yeah, she didn't do a whole lot else. That's the movie she's known for. If you look up Rosalind Russell on IMDb or online, you're gonna they're gonna lead with His Girl Friday, which is a newspaper film, and Rosalind Russell plays a newspaper reporter, and she's the sole woman in this huge group of men, and it uh, it really just it, it empowers her. Yeah, it was a bold choice by Howard Hawks. Uh, Hawks was known for having powerful women characters. And yeah, the original is, it's a male reporter who the male editor is trying to get back onto the paper to work for him to do this important story. But in this case, it's a woman and she's the ex-wife, not long ago divorced from the editor. So Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, recently divorced, you know from the formula of romantic comedies, just watching it right away, you can figure out they're probably going to get back together. But like in the great Shakespeare tradition of comedy, in this opening scene, they kind of hate each other or, you know, they've just gotten divorced. Been seeing me in your dreams? No, no, Mama doesn't dream about you anymore, Wally. You wouldn't know the old girl now. Ah, uh, yes, I would. I'd know you anytime, any, any place. anywhere. Ah, you're repeating yourself, Walter. That's the speech you made the night you proposed. Yeah, I know that you still remember it. Of course, I remember it. If I didn't remember it, I wouldn't have divorced you. Yes, I wish you hadn't done that, Hilly. Done what? Divorce me. Yeah, and that you know goes to the the whole history of of screwball comedies. It happened one night, as uh, by Frank Capra is is frequently cited as being the first screwball comedy in 1934. Although Bombshell with uh, Gene Harlow was in 1933, the year before. Uh, directed by Victor Fleming, and a lot of people think that might have been the first screwball comedies. And the the genre tends to be, when they look at it, it's like the classic period is not that long. No, it's not. I mean, I mean, obviously, romantic comedies and screwball comedies really continue to this day, but they're a very different thing now than they were then. So I guess the classic period is really in the 30s and 40s. So you've got the Philadelphia Story, 1940, Bringing Up Baby, 1938, uh, and again, His Girl Friday, 1940. And then there's other films like Lady Eve from 1941 with um, uh, Henry Fonda and Barbara Stanwyck, which was directed by Preston Sturges, and also The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, for also Preston Sturges, with um, Eddie Bracken and Betty Hutton, and that was uh, in 1944. Can you imagine getting hitched up in the middle of the night with a curtain ring to somebody that's going away that you might never, ever see again, Emmy? You don't suppose any of them were dumb enough to... Trudy. What's that on your finger? Sturgis is, is one of the icons of, of, the, of the screwball comedies. In fact, Sturgis is really one of the very first, if not the first, writer-director in Hollywood. So Sturgis was a writer in the 30s. He wrote about 40 screenplays, a lot of them in the 30s. Um, And then he got tired of some of his screenplays not being done the way he thought they should be. And he got permission to direct and they couldn't really turn him down because he was writing, he was like very valuable to the studios. So he directed 
six or seven movies within a four or five year period many of which are some of the greatest screwball comedies you just named two and he was a director that immersed himself in the entire film he would uh he would play each character when he was writing the films he would pretend that he was both the male and and female cast uh, characters uh he would act things out for the the actors he would make sure that they actually did all the mannerisms that he wanted them to do so he was a completely hands-on but he was also the atmosphere that he he had on the set was like a circus-like atmosphere as such that in the lady eve which takes place uh, much of it takes place on a, a luxury uh liner uh ship in the ocean uh instead of cast members going back to their you know their dressing rooms they would hang out and and talk with the director yeah yeah and his movies are memorable for their minor characters too it's like every character in a preston sturgis film even if they just have a few lines is interesting you th you remember them all and he had stock actors that were in most of his films right he used a few of them over and over again like william demarest is the most famous one who later to a, to a later generation was known on uh what the, as the the old the uncle or whatever on my three sons the yes. TV series, yeah. Um, well, and and we were talking about the earlier about how romantic comedies today, if they're not pure screwball comedies or pure romantic comedies from this golden era of Hollywood, they still have elements of the uh, from the older films. They do, and I, I think it, it'd be useful to you know we talk we kind of lump these together: romantic comedies, rom coms. And screwball comedies. Well, what's the difference? Because they both are, they both have, they're both comedies and they both involve romance. And, and usually romance where the, the couple doesn't like each other and then they get together at the end or whatever. Um, I, I read an interesting definition. It's really simple. Romantic comedies are about primarily about the romance. So they're not too wild and crazy. Whereas screwball comedies emphasize the comedy. While you, still having the romance. That's... And, you, and you see that uh, in particular with the miracle of Morgan's Creek with Preston Sturgis having all these Pratt, you know, having the male lead have all these Pratt falls and, and act, not just the male lead, but the father character, the William Demers character is constantly uh, 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 doing Pratt falls. And so there's a lot of slapstick comedy involved as well. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, if you think about uh, a good, a good contrast would be something like, we uh, four movies I can think of with Cary Grant in them, maybe the most famous actor of screwball of, of romantic comedies, um, the Philadelphia Story, which is very famous, you know, with Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, and Catherine Hepburn. But then here's another movie with Catherine Hepburn and and Cary Grant two years earlier, Bringing Up Baby. Now, the Philadelphia story is a sort of sophisticated story about these people. It mostly takes place on her estate, you know, and they and it's a romantic triangle. Will she fall for the new guy, Jimmy Stewart, or will she get back together with her divorced husband, Cary Grant? Um, and there's a lot of witty dialogue and all that. Bringing up baby is Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn basically running around the woods at night chasing a leopard. And there isn't as much emphasis on the sweetness of the romance. You lied to me. No, well, I did just Tell a me a bit, ridiculous but... story no, about a leopard. No, it wasn't a ridiculous story. I have a leopard. Well, where is the but leopard? I didn't have. I don't believe you, Susan. But you have to believe me. I mean, the victim of your unbridled imagination once more. Jim. All the way talking about... <laughs> That'll teach you to go around saying things about people. And the one we, we started the show with, 
um, his girl Friday, his girl Friday, that is a screwball comedy, right? That, and, and, and one of its features and something that I, this is something I think we don't see much of anymore is unbelievably fast dialogue. That's right. Fast dialogue, physical comedy, man versus woman. It's all wrapped together. Yeah. So it's not just, it's like the, 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 the battle between the sexes is really verbal. Yeah, very much so. And very witty. I mean, the dialogue is so well written. It's so interesting. And that we don't see that as much now, partly for good reasons, right? Now movies tend to be a little more realistic. We want to see, we want to feel like these are real people talking, not a script they're reading really fast. But also screwball comedies, uh, it's a satirized love story as opposed to a romantic love story, mm -hmm. purely romantic love story. There's city versus country, upper versus lower class, but also decency versus indecency, which you see in The Miracle of Morgan's Creek and others as well, in terms of playing around with the sexual mores of the day. Well, yeah, and The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, you know, under the production code, was going into an incredibly taboo area, and it's amazing that it, they managed to do it, because it's a story about a girl who has a one-night fling with a soldier before he goes off to war, doesn't even remember who he was, and gets pregnant. Those are all not allowed in the movie. Unless, I mean, under the production code, she would have to be a bad character if you're going to honestly portray that, and she would have to pay for that. But she's the heroine in the movie, and she ends up marrying the, the, the hapless hero by the end of the movie through a huge, you know, complicated set of circumstances. So they managed to, to, to do something that really was not allowed under the production code and sort of sneak it in. And they also, we should mention that she does, not only is it a one night stand with somebody that she doesn't remember, it's somebody she married as well and doesn't remember. So it's not as if she was a single woman and had the one night stand. She got married to the soldier who she can't remember who it is and then gets pregnant. Yeah. And they may have thrown in the married part because maybe the censors just said, you can't have her have this one night stand and then marry the boy next door who she really loves. She, if she's going to be pregnant, which they have to show in the movie, then you have to say she was married when she got pregnant. So they just throw that in there and they find a way to undo it. Yeah, yeah, just to, to, to take it easy. It'll, it'll all be over in a minute. I wish we were over now. Well, there's nothing to be nervous. Are you getting married? Good idea. The names, please. How was that again? Now, take it easy. There's nothing to be scared of. People do it every day bad part comes later. There's also these elements of the, the screwball comedy and, of course, obviously, the romantic comedy today. Uh, some of the movies in the last, like, 15 years, The Proposal, which was in 2009 with Sandra Bullock and, and Ryan Reynolds, uh, Meet the Parents, Robert De Niro, Ben Stiller, Tori Polo, and, and Blythe Danner. And um, you even mentioned Groundhog Day as being something that would be akin to a, a, a screwball comedy. It truly comedy. is. I mean, Groundhog Day is really interesting because it's very you know, it's a, it's a cult classic now. It's a great movie. Uh, it has a very interesting idea, and in, in some ways it's kind of science fiction. Um, but at core, it follows the basic formula of a romantic comedy, and it's a screwball comedy because so, so much crazy stuff happens. But you know from the start, you know, that Bill Murray and Andy McDowell are going to fall in love and get married. <laughs> so in closing, what do you think is the, the eternal, what, what makes the screwball comedy slash romant, romantic comedy eternal? I think because, you know, you see, what do you see? What, what all of us, so many of us have, have dealt with, which is romance is hard. Coming to terms with another person 
and deciding you want to be together is hard. And, uh, and we get to s- kind of make fun of it, play lightly with it, but still have it touch our hearts. From the Columbia Studios in Hollywood comes an exciting new film triumph. A companion hit to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, His Girl Friday, co-starring a thrilling new pair of screen lovers, Devil May Care, Cary Grant, and ravishing Rosalind Russell. Let's listen in to one of their tender, idyllic love scenes. I am fond of you, you know. And a girl. I often wish you weren't such a stinker. (laughs) 